Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for December fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us. Uh, right in the middle of December. Uh <clears throat> I was gonna talk about the weather, but since we have the uh winter solstice service coming up in a few days this Thursday, I'm gonna save my comments about cold winter weather for that occasion. Instead, I want to talk about an idea that I've been uh, mulling around in my mind. And uh, I've received some, you know, good teachings uh, over the year. And uh, and I thought, uh, I want to increase the impact of those teachings for myself. How might you, how might this be done? Well, uh, it's sort of like you found a, a diamond in the rough. Uh, for to to really bring out the beauty of the diamond, you have to polish it and maybe uh, you know cut it in a certain way, the facets and whatnot, and then put it into a nice uh, jewelry uh, setting. In a in a ring or in a necklace or something, where you know, in a gold setting or something like this, then you know it, it has full impact. Uh, so this shows you the important uh, how to take a nice insight, say, and make it into a increase its impact as a teaching. So. To polish a teaching is sort of like being uh, aware of the label you put on it, okay, or the setting in which you put it. You polish it up, <laughs> you know. If it's if the label, it might be, oh, that's a nice insight, but why not label it, hey, this is a powerful teaching to be remembered, to be used. To be applied instead of just a conceptual 
label of oh hey, hey that's a that's a good in, insight. Okay. For example, I want to give you an example. During the recent induction of a lay ministers here, the, the induction ceremony, uh, one of the members of the that LM group uh, was staying uh, in our in the sanctuary, and um, uh, so we were able to spend time together, okay, meals together, and so forth. And we had a nice, uh, you know, it was a warm uh, setting. And then when he was leaving, and there were some other members that were that they were all going to drive to the airport, and we we hugged goodbye. As we were hugging, he and I, he said, "I don't want to let go." <laughs> you know, I said, "Oh, you got to let go." Then someone else piped up, "Oh, not attachment," you know. And I was thinking about this verbal exchange. And I'm going to tell him this one one of these days. I wish I had said something different than, oh, why well, you got to let go. I said, no, I, I wish I had said, well, no, you have to let go so that we could hug again, have the pleasure of hugging again. Don't you think that's a good way to talk about non-attachment or letting go? Huh? So that you could re-embrace. Huh? Uh, so in that way, I was thinking, uh, you know, this adds a little twist, nice twist to the teaching of non-attachment instead of just simply saying, you know, uh, how hard it is to let go of something positive. Okay. Uh, and in fact, if you hold on to something positive too much, maybe like eating too much popcorn or potato chips, it might become kind of, uh, you know, not very pleasant, okay? Because you overdid it. Uh, so when we find ourselves in that kind of situation, or I find myself in that kind of situation, okay, I can use this nice insight and turn it into a more impactful teaching, okay? By polishing it up and Putting it in a nice setting uh, and labeling it different. Okay. Well, I'd like to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse today, Morris Secchio. He was part of our LM3 group, and he's doing good Dharma work in Florida. So let's hear from Morris Secchio Sensei. Well, good morning. I'm a university chaplain, and participating in the school's annual Yule Log Lighting Ceremony has become one of my favorite duties. We've turned it into a multi-faith event with readings by members of several student religious organizations. So besides Christian and Buddhist, this year we had readings from Muslim, Native American, and Jewish traditions. The theme generally has to do with bringing light into the darkness. As humans living on this earth, we recognize that light is essential to our existence. It makes it possible for plants to provide food and make oxygen for us to breathe. Light also awakens our minds and hearts. It illuminates our world so we can see clearly. And the coming of light into the darkness reminds us of the cycles of life we all experience. So it makes sense that the world's cultures seem to almost universally celebrate the coming of light into our lives during times of darkness. 
the Yule log itself came out of the awareness that the darkness of winter would eventually give way to light as the cycle of life of coming and going continued. In Buddhism, the spiritual life is embodied in the concept of enlightenment, the light of truth illuminating our hearts. So this year, a Muslim student read a parable from the Quran, which I really like. It sounds like a koan to me. It's talking about the light of God, but you can read that as the light of awakening, of truth, of dharma. The light, it says, is like a niche, and in it, a lamp. The lamp is inside a glass, and the glass is as a glittering star whose oil almost gives light even if no fire touches it, light upon light upon light. The image is that of light radiating, reflecting, and refracting from the source, much like the light of oneness reflects and is amplified again and again by the jewels of Indra's net. To experience this infinite light, all we have to do is look at the light within us, the light of Buddha nature that we all contain. We can experience that light embodied in each act of kindness we perform. People talk a lot about the stress and uncertainty of our time, of the darkness that seems to surround us now. But in times of darkness, we have each other. We have the light of wisdom and compassion that shines within us. If we believe that a world based on wisdom and compassion is better than a world based on delusion and hatred, then we should act within a framework defined by wisdom and compassion. You can't grow wiser by cultivating delusion. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have emotions. That would require us to abandon our humanity, and it's not authentic. But our humanity also allows us to be kind. So we can let our own light shine in the darkness. We can be charitable, live an enlightened life. None of us has to light up the world by ourselves. Just as light is reflected, refracted, and repeated in the lantern from the Quran or in Indra's net, so our own kindness will be echoed by those who receive it. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think light is a very interesting topic. And uh, uh, in different religious traditions, let there be light. That's a famous quote. And even the word enlightened enlightenment uh, so we uh, kind of a universal theme of celebrating the, the coming of light and uh, uh, and I think you know, we talk a lot about that and it could be very valuable teaching huh? but just like I said about um, non-attachment or if you get too attached to something, you get too rigid about it, and you consider the light as the good thing and darkness as the bad thing, uh, you might become a victim because of that if it's too rigid attachment of this dualistic, you know. Uh, so if we, so I guess my point is, we have to flow with circumstances. We have to be mentally flexible in order to be wise about things. If we if we grab a teaching too hard and we keep our fists closed like that, it's a it's kind of like a becomes a deformity. Sometimes you gotta let go. Sometimes you gotta grab. That's how you go up a ladder. 
Okay. You got to grab, let go, grab, let go. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's the, the best uh, analogy, but uh, it's better to see that if it, if any teaching becomes too dualistic, then you try to go beyond that dualism. So in this case, you, you have to go beyond light versus dark or light hyphen dark. Huh? We go beyond that dualism and uh, see the hazards of light, see the benefits of the dark. Now, if you, <laughs> well, I don't think we could really appreciate spring if we didn't have winter. Think about that. Huh? Uh, we could never really appreciate good health if we were never sick. Huh? Uh, this is not to say, oh, it's good to be sick. Huh? But if we get sick, we'll be sick. Huh? So. When it's dark in the seasons, we could get swallowed up by the darkness in terms of its negative affect of how it makes us feel. Without denying that aspect, we could say, hey, this is a time that I could do this or do that. And uh, one way that sometimes this one teacher made this point that I'm talking about, that, you know, the darkness is essential to the light. So sometimes to make that point, he says, maybe we should coin a new word. Instead of enlightenment, we should talk about endarkenment to realize your ignorance. The worst ignorance is you don't even know you're ignorant. Okay? So there's a tr- real value okay, to be able to see, oh, how ignorant I am. That very realization itself is enlightening. You don't find enlightening. Find something like it's an object out there. Huh? That's why they say something like uh, when they talk about soft power and other power and they talk about, you know, ego versus Amida's light, that uh, uh, not that Amida is something out there that you have to go and find. Oh, I got to go find the other power. As though it was, uh, you know, that's objectifying it too much. Like my father used to say, and I think it was really a helpful distinction. Because, uh, uh, well, in Japanese, self power is called jiriki, okay? and other power is called tariki. Okay? G means self, and ta means other, and riki is power. So jiriki. And tariki. Uh, but my father would sometimes say a controversial statement and say, true jiriki is tariki. 
Oh, what does that mean? Because the the traditional uh, Dodo Shinshu teaching of self versus other power is that, oh, they saw self-power as something like you're trying to think that you could make enlightenment yourself by engaging in aesthetic practices or whatever, and you work hard, that you did it yourself. Self-power. Okay? And that's an illusion. Okay? That there's only other power. And this is sort of like if you looked at interdependency and oneness, you might say, ah, sure, you, whatever you accomplish or whoever you are, if you think about the uh, interconnectedness and interdependence of everything, gee, what you are is pretty hard to separate from all the things that you receive that make up who you are. Your body, your psychology, your you know your uh, the society you live in, your parents, how you grew up, your experiences, and you know all those experiences and factors make you who you are. Okay? So when you look at that kind of a physical karmic reality, pretty hard to say, eh, did it? Oh, I did this. I became this through my own hard work. Okay? Now it's not to say that. <laughs> you don't have hard work and you don't need, you know, you do need hard work. Okay? But then you could ask another question. Where does that hard work come from? That capability. It comes from all those other factors that influenced you to be industrious, doesn't it? I mean, there's no end to it. Huh? So in that way, we say, well, when it's dark, huh? Uh, that's a crucial aspect of light. You know, and we cannot get too attached and see it all one way. So, oh, that's all for today's broadcast. Thank you very much for calling. Until next time, keep going. And you have a full of light and dark day. Thank you.